online. God's got something special for all of us today. Thank you for joining with us. Got a lot of people signing on right now. Hey, Valerie, it's good that you're watching with us. Hey, my brother from Pennsylvania is watching. Cynthia's watching. Esmeralda's watching. This is awesome. Everybody, Cynthia Leal. Hey, Angie Clash. Courtney, you're watching again. It's good to have you on board with us. David Vela out in West Texas. It's good to have you with us. David, we're praying for you guys. Hope things are well for you out there. A lot of people joining with us today online. Hey, listen, this is not the normal way that we have uh, done church for so many years, but you know what? God is using it. God is going to bless you today. He's got a very, very special and powerful word for you today. So wherever you are, in your living room, sitting in your kitchen with your laptop, wherever it is, I want you to set your heart to get ready to receive from the Lord today. Because I believe that today God's going to speak to us, and we're going to walk away from this message and this service today better than we came. That's what we believe, because that's the God that we serve. So let's just set our hearts to receive from the Lord today, I'm going to pray. We're going to open up with pre-recorded worship, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to have a live word from you right here from the sanctuary of City Church, and God's going to speak to us. So let's close our eyes, let's lift our hands, and let's invite the Lord into wherever you are. Make wherever you are your sanctuary of worship. Father, thank you for today, that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice, Lord. We rejoice. We may be uh, uh, separated from one another physically, Lord, but spiritually we are connected. And today is going to be an amazing day. So, Lord, we set our hearts and our lives to receive from you in this very unique but powerful way, Father. And so, Lord, we just commit this time to you right where we are. In Jesus' name, let's worship the Lord. God bless. City Church. Thank you so much for joining us from your living rooms this morning. We hope that you have had a great week at home with your families. But this morning we get to celebrate our God. So if you're in your living room, stand to your feet. Join with us as we worship this morning.
Ephesians 5, and I was reading the Passion Translation, and verse 16 said something that I really enjoyed and I wanted to read it. It says, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life 
for his purposes. Oh, if I could take that verse and apply it to everything I do, to every moment that I have a hold of. God, that you would help me this week to see the truth of that verse, that I would live every moment for your purposes, God. Give us the strength, God, for this battle. And fight for us. God, we know your power and your strength and your love, God, are more than enough. So, Lord, we ask that you would invade every home, God, every church, every place in our world with your hope, God, and with your goodness. We know you won't give up on us, God. And this morning, we just stand in awe of you.
nothing back. That we would see you clearly during this time. And that we would know how deeply, God, that you see us. We thank you for every moment that we have to live, God. church building God or in our living room. We thank you for your never-ending mercy, grace, and love. For being a good father. Lord, we love you. We thank you this morning that you go with us the rest of our day, God, the rest of our week. Surround our families with you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Well, good morning, City Church. We just want to say a quick word about giving. Firstly, thank you. Thank you so much to each and every person who's continued to give faithfully of their tithe and of their offering during this uncertain time. Whether you continually give through our digital means online or you're giving in person, we've had many of you come by the church building. Even though the building itself is empty, you're dropping your tithe and your offering in our outdoor drop box area. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate your faithfulness. Uh, it's been one of our favorite things to see that even in times where things are uncertain or things are, you know, we're just not sure what's going on. You continue to give faithfully. If you uh, want to be a part of that, if you want to keep going and keep giving, then you can do that as well. There'll be instructions here in just a second on how to give uh, digitally, how to give online if you want to do that. Or if you'd like to and get out of the house, if you can do that with all the restrictions and stuff like that going on, come by the church building. On our Student Life Center, there's an exterior door with a big red sign that says mail drop box. You can drop it in there and we'll take care of that for you. But thank you so much for those of you that continually give and that are getting ready to start giving. We appreciate that. Um, we know that financially things are, are a little bit tricky right now, um, but it's your giving, it's your faithfulness that keeps this place going, that keeps us um, you know, being able to reach out to you with content and keep connected. And uh, we just are thankful that you are obedient to what God is saying, that you continue to worship God with your tithes and your offering, things like that, and that you just continue to be a part of City Church, however and wherever you are. Thanks for doing that. We appreciate that. Let's keep going with our service this morning. But this question of fear, we're all afraid of it. And there are things in relationship to this fear that you and I have to recognize. That if you trust in God and let Him 
obey your guiding strength, you won't have that fear. And your fear is in relationship to your trust. As your faith in God gets stronger, your fear dissipates. And as your faith in God gets weaker, your fear arises. You want to have fear dissipated and removed? Then you rise up and hold up the name of the living God and look to Him to undertake for you, and He will. It's our faith that brings victory. It's our faith that casts out fear and enables us to put our trust in the blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will worship the man of Galilee who went to a cross 2,000 years ago, and no one can take his place. No one will intercede or interfere. We will not permit it. So it is we have faith without fear. Well, welcome back. What an amazing time of worship. I know the presence of God was here in the sanctuary, and what I believe is that he was right there with you, ministering to your heart and to your life, right at the point of every need that you may have. And so I'm so grateful that God is bigger than what we're experiencing right now in the world around us. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, for just being a part of, of what we're doing here at City Church. We're doing our best, and I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I know Pastor Kellen has already said it to you, but I want you to hear it from my heart. Thank you for your faithfulness, not just to City Church, but to the Lord. Thank you for just staying close to him and drawing from him. Thank you for praying for us as City Church. It is your, your prayers that brings in the supernatural power of God that gives us the ability to do things that we can't do in our own strength. And I can tell you that right now I am right here, not in my own strength, but because of your prayers. And God's helping me, and I'm so thankful for that. Thank you for your faithfulness and your giving, as he's mentioned, whether you're giving online or dropping off your, your tithes and offerings uh, here at the church during the week. And I'm very grateful. Thank you for your faithfulness, City Church. And uh, God's going to get us through this thing, and we're going to come out better. That's, that is our, that's our, our, our anthem. That is our declaration. We will be better when we come out on the other side of this. So it's so good to see all you guys. I'm looking online here. Hey, Greg Thurstenson, how come you're not preaching in your church? I see you online. Love you, man. Praying for you guys. Hope you guys are doing well over there. Peggy, it's good to see you. Francis, it's good to see you. Lori. Um, Billy Phillips, hey Chris, Pedro, good to see all you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I just uh, I believe God's going to speak to us today. So listen, it is no secret. I mean, it is no secret that we are in strange times, and hopefully that they're not going to last much longer. But the deal is, we don't know because of the decision of opening back up the, the country. Um, it's not in our hands, we're, so we're not the ones making those decisions, but we're believing that God is going to continue to help us. We're praying for our leadership, that God would give them wisdom and, and help them to make right decisions. So um, what we're going to be doing until everything gets back to normal, we're going to continue to believe God to help us. We're going to continue to believe God to, to right even in the middle of our struggles, He's going to show up. And as your pastor, I want every single one of us at City Church. This is, the, this is the greatest desire of my heart in the middle of all that we're going through. That I want every one of us, regardless of the challenge, regardless of uh, how we're being affected by this right now, I want every 
single one of us to be able to come out on the other side better than we were, stronger than we were, ready to get back and do things that even before we couldn't do because God has stretched us during this time period. So we're not just going through this, guys. We are growing through this. So this morning, I want you to get ready to receive what the Lord has for you because I believe he's got a very, very special powerful, challenging, but good word for us that's going to help us as we continue to navigate our way through this COVID-19 attack. Let's pray and then let's let let the Lord speak to us today. Father, we give you good glory and, and praise this morning. Thank you, Lord, for being with us during worship. And Lord, as we open up your word this morning, I just pray that you would give us utterance in the spirit, give us ears to hear And Lord, use this time to make an impact, to sow the word of God into our hearts, to encourage us, to strengthen us. So Lord, you are our source and help us to leave this message this morning with that profound life-changing knowledge. In Jesus' name, amen. The truth is that COVID-19 has disrupted our life in a big way. It has had an effect on every single one of us. Throughout the world, nobody has escaped the impact of COVID-19. And I don't know if you've uh, seen the reports, but it's actually affected the planet. Uh, Let me just tell you some of the things that are going on right now. Uh, Because of our lives slowing down, scientists tell us that the earth is not vibrating as much as it was before. They are actually have the ability to, to sense uh, earthquakes that they never even knew was happening because our lack of movement has quieted the planet. I don't know if you've seen the fact that the North Carolina beaches are filled with seashells because nobody's walking on the beaches and picking them up. The water clarity and the air quality of the world is better than it's been ever since it's been recorded simply because of our non-movement. And actually, the way this has affected the earth has been a positive thing. It's actually helped clean some stuff up. But the problem is this, that the effect that it's having on us because of the disruption in our lives, it's not good. Because when I look at my own life, people's lives, things that they're posting on Facebook, the different prayer requests that are coming in, and just simply observing people in general, what I'm seeing in the midst of all the different adverse effects that it's having on us, there's one thing as a pastor I'm very concerned about, and I want to talk to you about that today, simply because we have an amazing opportunity to use this adverse effect on us so that we can come out better. And here's the one thing as your pastor that I'm really concerned about, and that is the relational stress that we are experiencing in our life. Because you know what? The reality is we're all under it. Because when you take the financial stress, the, th- the, the threat of sickness, all the rules and regulations and the confinement that has been placed upon us, the social distancing, not being in control of our lives, And we don't really know how much longer this is going to last. When you put all that together and mix it into our lives like it is right now, relationships are being strained. The truth is, stress is making a mess 
of a lot of people. I mean, on one hand of the spectrum, we're told that we can't be any closer than six feet to people. We can't gather in groups of more than ten. So you go to the store and you stand in line. Everybody's on edge. Now you have to wear a face mask and gloves. Nobody's making eye contact. Nobody's talking. There is relational distance all around us. Everyone is operating in their own little bubble. And while I understand that, the stress of all of that, the dysfunction in in that, what it's doing is it has the real potential to make all of us feel relationally disconnected from people. I don't know if you feel relationally disconnected, but I do. You could actually say that in the middle of all of this, that we could develop a loneliness in our own heart, a loneliness in our own life, simply because of what has, uh, 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 how it's come upon us. And the truth is, right now, I know God is using this, and I believe God is ministering to each and every one of us. But right now, I feel lonely. I feel disconnected from you simply because I'm sitting here and I'm talking to an entire sanctuary with just two or three people in it. And by the way, one dog that's sitting in Jessica's lap. But the rest of the sanctuary is empty. So I feel disconnected from you. I feel lonely. And you know the truth is, I don't like it. And you may feel the same way in your home right now. And the reason why loneliness and being disconnected from people is not healthy is simply because you and I were created by God to have healthy relationships. We need one another in our life. In fact, that's why you're starting to see on the news people rising up and and starting to push back on the stay-at-home orders and the confinement orders that that are in place around our life because social uh, distancing even though I understand it and why we need it right now, it's not healthy for us. It can make you feel uh, relationally disconnected from those around you. And so being disconnected from people right now is a big deal. In fact, maybe you've never noticed this before, but being alone, being disconnected, not having people around us is a big deal to God too. In fact, the first problem that God dealt with in humanity was not sin. You know what it was? We see it in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. The first problem that God dealt with in humanity is loneliness. Being disconnected from people. And I completely understand that this is a marriage verse. But this actually, this this aloneness thing and God dealing with it came out of his heart. Because he didn't create us to be alone. He created us to interact with one another. And so what that passage is, and actually throughout all of scripture is telling us, is that we need one another. We need human interaction. And so right now, COVID-19 has messed up the healthy structure that we need in our life. I mean, just the wearing of a face mask out in public brings separation. It brings separate, it disconnects you from people. I actually, I went to the bank last Friday. Who'd have ever thought 
that you would ever have the, the nerve to walk into a bank with a mask on. But that's what we're doing right now. And we're socially disconnected from people. Now listen, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying that it is creating relational stress in our life because we're disconnected from others. And we have to know how to navigate our way through it. And God has an answer for us in that area that I'm going to be sharing with you in a little bit. So all of the social distancing is creating relational stress in our life because we're lonely, we're disconnected. Some of us may even feel lost. But then on the other end of the spectrum, we have relational stress simply because the same people that we loved two months ago to be around, we want them away from us. We want them to get back to work, right? We have our kids at home. We're working from home. You're having school at home and trying to balance all of that. We're operating in a continual stress of being together. And it's wearing on us. And so because of that pressure cooker that we're operating in, guess what? We get irritable. We get stressed out. We get confrontational with those around us. And so on one end, we are relationally disconnected from people. On the other end, because we're so closely tied to people because of being in the same home with them, now what we have is we have relational conflict. So we have relational disconnection and relational conflict. In fact, James said it like this. He asked this amazing question in, in James chapter 4, verse 1. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? Right now, we got a lot of desires battling within us because how we're having to operate. So the answer to that, what's causing the, the, the conflict and the strife is because of the, all the pressure and the uncertainty that we're dealing with. And nobody's getting a break. And I am praying continually for you as your pastor and for your home and for your life. Because COVID-19 is working very hard trying to break down relationships that God says is a priority in our life. I mean the air might be getting cleaner right now, but family conflict is up. The earth might be quiet right now, but people are at each other's throats. The world might be at rest right now, but people are slipping into depression. The world might be at peace right now, but people are living under pressure because of all that we're dealing with in our life right now. And we're five or six weeks into this, depending upon when we started. And we don't know how much longer this is going to last. And it has the real potential of creating relational stress in our life. So whether the stress that you're feeling is making you feel relationally disconnected and lonely or it's producing relational conflict because of the pressure cooker you're living in or maybe you're experiencing both, we have to know how to respond to it. We have to have the wisdom of God on how to navigate through all this. And the reason why we need God's wisdom and Him to show us how to navigate through all this relational stress is simply because there really is three human responses to times like this that we really need to stay away from. We need to stay away. One of, one of those responses is this, we fight. 
We get angry. We get irritated. We get mean. We turn on people. We fight because of the stress and the pressure that's on us. And we end up doing damage to relationships and to ourselves. Can I encourage you this morning, City Church? Don't do that. Don't let the pressure of what you're dealing with cause you to fight. And then some do just the opposite. They don't fight because of what they're dealing with. They, they take flight. They go into isolation. They withdraw. We build a protective wall around us, so to speak. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody to talk to me. Nobody understands what I'm dealing with. And we become reclusive. Sometimes that reclusive act is we withdraw within ourselves, And then sometimes it's like I'm getting out of this place. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't respond that way. Don't do that. Some fight because of the stress. Some take flight because of the stress. And then there's a third response, and it's this. Some of us, we just freeze. We just become paralyzed. We do nothing. We're afraid to move. We climb in the bed and we pull the covers over our head. We lose all of our motivation, and it sets us up for depression. Can I encourage you this morning, City Church? Don't respond that way either. And what's going on with all of this is those responses, they, they really are easy. All you got to do is get up out of bed, and that's how you're going to respond. But I want to encourage you, don't do that. Don't respond from the natural, fleshly, carnal way of, of, of our fleshly nature. Don't fight. Don't take flight. Don't freeze. I share this with you this morning because the stress is real. The pressure is real, and I want us to pay close attention to how it's affecting us. How is it affecting you? What is coming out of you relational in, uh, in the middle of all of this? How are you responding to it? Because, see, our world right now is in dysfunction. It is in chaos. It is in disarray. And we don't need to allow the dysfunction that is around us to get in us and then come out of us onto other people and mess up our relationships. We need to handle it properly. Because if we don't, we're going to create relational damage in us and around us. And I want us, as I said earlier, the passion of my heart is for us to come out of this thing stronger. Especially relationally stronger. Not relationally damaged because of all the pressure. So the question is this. Where do we turn? What do we do? Where do we find peace and relief from all the stress? Now here's the tricky part. I mean, it's really tricky. It's going to stretch us. Because a lot of what we're dealing with that is creating all the stress is outside of our control. It's tricky because normally, if you came up to me and you said, Hey, Pastor Rusty, I am really stressed out and I've got pressure and tension and I've got conflict or, or I'm feeling lonely and I'm feeling disconnected. If you came up to me during normal times, what I would say to you is, is, is listen, Get around people that can help you. Develop some relationships that can sow into you. Get in a city group. 
Make sure you're in church. Start serving. Get involved in something bigger than you are and watch how God can minister to you. The problem is this. You can't do that right now. And that's the issue. We're in a situation right now where there is only one place to run and hide. There is only one place to find refuge. There is only one place you can find rest from the stress. It's not in fight. It's not in flight. And it's not in freeze. The only place for relief right now is found right here in your relationship with Jesus. That's it. That's it. Listen, I'm not trying to be hyper-spiritual because of this. But that's just the reality of where we are. You can't go to somebody and let them lay hands on you and pray for you and talk to them one-on-one. We can't do that right now. So we need to take and make the most of this opportunity. The only place that you're going to find rest during this season is in your relationship with Jesus. In fact, look at how Paul talks to us about really a scenario that we're right in the middle of right now when he found himself in a stressful situation. One time he said this. He said, nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. So what the Apostle Paul said was, man, I was really dealing with some stuff in my life. I was downcast, maybe even fighting depression. And what did God do? He sent somebody, he sent Titus to Paul to comfort him, to encourage him, to be a blessing to him. And you know what? That's awesome when that happens. And we love that when it happens. I love when people encourage me and tell me different things that that feed my heart and feed my spirit. But then another time when he was in another situation, he said this. No one stood with me, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. And see, the reality is that's where we are right now. We're at a place in the history that maybe we've never been before where we really can't draw from one another. We have to draw from the Lord. He is the only one that can minister to you right now in the middle of your stress, in the middle of your fear, in the middle of all the problems that COVID-19 is creating for us. In another situation where, where David was in an extremely stressful situation, he thought he was about to die because of everything that was going on around him. And look what he said. It says, David was greatly distressed, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Here's what I want us to understand. We need one another. We need to have strong, healthy interaction and connections. We were wired by God for that. But the system that we are operating under right now that we have no control over greatly limits our ability to minister to one another on that level. And so the reality is, where do we turn? we got to turn to the Lord. 
We've got to turn to the only one that can really help us. And I just want to let you know this morning, as a reminder, he's enough. He's enough. And we're in a situation right now where he's got to be enough. It's not fight. It's not flight. It's not freeze. It's turning to the Lord like you never have before in your life. And this is why this is so important. And if you don't hear anything else that I say this morning, you have to hear this. Because this right here is the most important part of what I want to share with you this morning. This is why I am sharing this message with you this morning. Because if we don't turn to the Lord in the middle of our stress, in the middle of our fear, in the middle of all of our relational disconnection that has been forced on us, we have the possibility of doing the same thing that God's people did in the wilderness when they faced a stressful situation. Moses and Joshua went up on the mountain to hang out with the Lord for a while, and that's where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And they were up on the mountain longer than the people wanted them to be up there. They were up there, and the people down in the valley were, were confused because they didn't listen to what Moses said before he left. And they were stressed out. They were fearful. They got restless because of what was going on around them, and they made a major mistake that I want us to learn from. Look at what they did when they found themselves in a stressful situation. In Exodus 32... It says, now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain. And you know what? You may think that God is delaying showing up in your life today. I, I promise you he's not. And don't believe that because if you do, if you do you're going to make mistakes too. And it says, and the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, come let us make gods that shall go before us. And as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not, wear, we do not know what has become of him. And Aaron said to them, break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off the golden earrings that were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, this, then he said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. This right here is human nature's response to a pressure situation. What do we do? We create our own escape. We manufacture things that we can use to self-medicate. To help relieve the stress. To hide in. They created a golden calf to give them hope. To make them feel better. And if we don't watch it, we will do the same thing. We will turn to things that we think can help us, that we think will numb us, that we think will help solve the problems. But it's a lie. Did you know that alcohol sales 
has increased 40% since this thing started. People are self-medicating as a way of escape. Did you know, this one was funny to me, did you know that the stock price for electronic gaming companies has gone through the roof since this thing started? Why? Because people are self-medicating with games, with electronic games as a way of escape. Did you know that the stock price for marijuana companies has gone through the roof since this thing started? Why? What are we doing? We are self-medicating ourselves because of all the stress. We are building our own 21st century golden calf to numb us from the pain. We are turning to things other than God for escape. And I'm here to say to you this morning, City Church, don't do that because it won't work. All of this stuff around us is not the answer for the stress. Jesus is your only answer. He is the one that you have to turn to in situations like this, like you've never had to turn to before. Yes, we're praying for people. Yes, we're trying to reach people through social media. Yes, we are using what is available to us as a church and as believers to encourage people. But because of the situation that we're in, we're very limited in what we can do. He is the only one right now that you can turn to to find help, to find relief from all the stress that is in our life. That's why he said this to us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. A verse that we know very well, but how appropriate is it for us right now come to me all you who have stress and pressure from COVID-19 and I will give you rest I will be your escape take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm not preaching a long message to you today. I'm about to wrap this thing up. But I want you to know this is Jesus' invitation for you in the middle of your relational disconnection from people, in the middle of your relational conflict because of the pressure cooker you're living in. Jesus said, Come to me, and I'll give you rest. I will minister to you. I will be there for you in your life. The psalmist said this in Psalms 91, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to think about that for a second. Because see, the reality is, for some of us, is we may not have been dwelling in the Lord before all this started. You know what? That's okay. You can dwell now. 
God has created us to minister to one another, but right now that's limited. So let's turn our heart and our minds and our focus on Him like we never have before. Invite Jesus into your stress. Invite Jesus like you never have before into what's going on in your life. And here's what will happen. You will discover who He is on a greater level than you've ever known Him before. If you will turn to Him and go all in, City Church, He's going to show up. He's going to show up in a mighty, mighty way. We need one another. We need to minister to one another on a very natural level, but we can't right now. So let's don't miss the opportunity that we have to discover God at a whole new level. I've learned so much about Him through this. I learned so much, and you can too. Draw near to Him. And I promise you that if you will draw near to Him, look at what's going to happen. Here's what you will discover. His presence will refresh you. His presence is greater than all the stress that's around you. And it can refresh you right in the middle of what's going on. His peace will strengthen you. If you feel weak today and weighted down because of everything that's going on you around you, let His peace be your strength. His power will hold you. God is always our answer. And I want to encourage you this morning that if you're struggling, bring God into your situation. Don't self-medicate. Don't create a golden calf just because of what's going on around you with the things of the world. Make a spiritual step in the direction of your heavenly Father whose arms are open wide because you know what? He wants to reveal himself to you in a way you've never experienced him before. He's our way of escape. As I closed my laptop last night at 8.33 and I finished my message, I've converted my in-law's RV into my office. But as I closed my laptop at 8.33 last night, I lifted up my hands. I prayed over this message. I prayed for you. And I heard the Lord say this as I closed up. I am using this time to draw people closer to me so that I could show them things and do things in their life that they were missing because they were just going through the motions before all of this started. Can I read that to you again? I am using this time to draw people closer to me so that I can show them and do things in their life that they were missing because they were just going through the motions before all this started. You know, even in my life right now, 
I see that maybe some of the areas in my spiritual relationship with God, I was just going through the motions. Let's don't miss this unique opportunity that we have to get to know the Lord in a new, fresh, and deeper and more powerful way than we've ever known before. I don't want us to miss this opportunity. There's a lot of people making a lot of money on the stock market right now because they are sowing during this time. And I just encourage you to sow into your relationship with God because it'll do far greater things for you in your life when we come out than the the financial profits that people are making off the stock market. We have a unique opportunity right now. Let's don't self-medicate to get through it. Let's seek God and watch Him show up in our life. And His power will be there for you. And we will come out of this with a deeper, better relationship with Him and a deeper and more meaningful relationship with those around us. I want you to close your eyes right where you are. Father, I pray for every person that is hearing this message today. And I pray, God, that that you use this time, use these words, oh God, to inspire us, to encourage us, that you have more for us. This is the opportunity for us to find it. And we thank you for that. If you're watching this live or maybe you're watching it after it's been put on Facebook and it's just a recording, I want you to know if you don't know Jesus that he loves you. He cares about you. You are the most important thing to him. You are in his heart. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the truth is you can't turn to him to find rest until you turn to him to discover him as your Lord and Savior. So if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I want to lead you in a very short but meaningful and powerful prayer that if you'll pray it from your heart, God will come in. You will be what is known as born again. Your name will be written in the last book of life and you can begin one of the greatest journeys in life and that is walking with Jesus. So if you don't know the Lord this morning, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, today's the day I commit my heart to you. I give you my life. You died for me. I receive your forgiveness. You were raised from the dead for me. I receive your life this moment on, you are my Lord and you are my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us for the first time, or maybe you prayed that prayer as a rededication and a recommitment to the Lord because you're not where you should be with the Lord, send me a Facebook message or make a post somewhere. Get it to me through Facebook. and We'll be praying for you. City Church, we love you. We care deeply for you. I know we're disconnected on a very relational level right now, but God is going to bring us back together. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I want every single one of us to be stronger than we were before this thing invaded our life. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. God bless.